Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. But. Hold up. <laughs> In the world. Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> It's episode 78. I'm here in the basement watching the World Series, of course, because we're free Americans. Next to me on at Sport of HQ on the Sport of HQ couch, Patrick Donnelly. Hi, guys. How are you? I don't even know how to do a tagline for you because every time I look, you're covering a different sport for a different media outlet. Jack of all trades, master of a couple, maybe. Give yourself a quick bio, Patrick, for the people that that don't know you. Quick bio. Uh, Local freelancer is probably the best way to put it, although for my second uh, season running, I'll be covering Gopher men's basketball for 1500ESPN.com. But otherwise, I, uh, I work for the Associated Press. I work for Major League Baseball's website. I work for whoever, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pen for hire. So uh, fill in on, on uh, various beats throughout the Twin Cities. And I got a day job, too, and a wife and two kids. And, you know, life is uh, a rich pageant. <laughs> and you are from a town that scarred you horribly because they are bad at baseball and I don't like their baseball team, which is your hometown is. I, I, you're not talking about New Ulm. Just I, damn screw straight. I'm talking about New Ulm. You son of a bitch. Why do Sorry. You, why do you hate the New Ulm baseball team, Clarence? Oh, we don't need to go in. They I think not we probably do. No, I'm why not going Clarence into speedball. Why does Clarence? I don't want to go into glory why days. Why does Clarence? Springsteen why? speedball <laughs> stuff? All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things lately. We'll get we'll get to the wolves. We'll get to a lot of stuff that's happening. The wolves season over is tonight. And why do we gotta get into wolves? Brandon's not here. Uh, that's true. Maybe we'll get into wolves. Maybe we won't. But I want to start with Gopher football. Cats which, away. Which I saw Patrick covering, and I thought, all right, we're gonna plan ahead. The Gophers are going to beat Illinois. They're gonna be seven and one, and we're gonna talk some serious Gopher football. How far can they go? What's gonna happen? And so. I'd like to start with a question. What the hell happened? What first, happened on Saturday? First of all, <clears throat> this is the sport of jinx. It's not. It's like the Sports Illustrated jinx. Why did I plan ahead? You scheduled me to come in and talk over football, and then they go and lose to quite possibly the shittiest Big Ten team in 30 years. But how did it happen? Um, Ebola? <laughs> Can we buy I, I heard, blamed a lot of people. I have heard that. stomach flu. That was one of the excuses bouncing around that there was a team-wide stomach flu and everyone was sick and throwing up on the sidelines, and I don't know. I, I didn't watch it that closely. 
To be fair, if it's been stomach flu, it's been a stomach flu for a couple of weeks because they weren't good against Purdue. No. They weren't great against Northwestern either. No. It was just sort of masked because they won those games, and as Gopher fans, we're used to them losing those games. Yeah. So we got overexcited because, hey, they at least won the games where they looked like crap. True. And then they looked like crap and lost to Illinois, who, as Spencer Hall said today, losses against Illinois should count double. At least. And that's right. At least. I just... I don't understand. I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was different this time. Well, you know, and that was the big, uh, you know, that was the consensus afterwards that we thought this was a, this Gopher team was going to be different. And I think I even tweeted, "Why can't we have nice things?" But yep. it actually, if you were going to do a subtitle for the podcast as a whole, it would be "Sportive Podcast." Why can't we have nice things? That's about it. Just Minnesota sports fans. Um, I will say this, after having done some further reflection on it, I will say that we don't, I can't say that we know this this Gopher team isn't different. We didn't learn that they weren't different on Saturday, but the difference to me lies in how they respond. The Gopher teams in past have certainly had losses like this, whether they be gigantic collapses the michigan game wisconsin game dropping the punt etc or out of nowhere losing to teams you have no business losing to that certainly has happened over the years I, i actually i went through today and made a list of the biggest letdowns of the last 15 years. For I'm Gopher surprised football. you had to make a list, but go ahead. I, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss it's anything. It's not tattooed on your soul. How much time do we have here? At yeah. least three of That's why I held it to the top five. The we internet could, is infinite, Clarence. We could do an hour on Gopher losses to terrible Indiana teams alone. Oh, we could just break God. them down and say, now that Indiana team was 3-8 and eight that year. How did the Gophers give up 53 points to that? Antoine we could Randall do an hour L. entirely on that. Oh, yeah. that son of a bitch. Antoine Randall sprinting around the backfield. Why are we going to do this? Chased by Sean, a very band of Gophers. No, you I'm haven't even you... started your top five list, and I'm already miserable. You're real... This is something we're going to do, is get in. Yeah. All right. We're going to we're gonna start miserable tonight. Yeah. All right, here's oh, my top five. Number five, 2004 against Michigan. Oh, are you kidding? That was the... T- they were leading late in the big house. They were 5-0 oh, and going okay, into that okay. game. What? 2004, not 2003. 5-0 in the big house, yeah. gave up a touchdown with a minute and a half to go. This was after the disappointment of 2003, before the redemption of 2005. But 5-0 overall. 5-0 overall. Four cupcakes. Four cupcakes and uh, probably opened up but against. But still, a letdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number four, 2008, the Tim Brewster year. People forget now, and as I well they should, because the Tim this. Brewster the Tim Brewster era was an unmitigated disaster from start to finish. But in 2008, that team they got Northwestern early, a ter- or Purdue early, terrible Purdue team, terrible Indiana team. Were seven Still and one. I think they I think. were about number seventeen in the country or something like that. Played terribly against a really bad Northwestern team, who then picked off a pass with 40 seconds to go and returned it for Ooh. a touchdown, and the Gophers lost 24 to 17. What? And they finished that season. They finished that season by getting killed every game the rest of the way, including fifty-five nothing to Ended Iowa. With fifty-five uh, nothing, with people having sex with in the, the bathroom, banging in the dome, and the stall. and the goalposts being torn down and carried up. The no, that was a different Iowa loss. Was, was it? I think that was oh. a different Iowa loss. Yeah, I think it right. was the there same one. So many, but the, that's number five and number four. Now we get Jeez. into other letdowns. Number three, 2005 against Wisconsin, which you already referenced, Patrick. Justin led 34 to 24. 
Wasn't with that his name? two and a half minutes left in the game, lost thirty-eight to thirty-four. It didn't Ow. even go to overtime. John, how many uh, yards rushing did they t- have as a team that day? I don't even. I I didn't look it up, and I don't want to know. It was over four hundred, and they lost. And they lost. They ran for over four hundred yards in a game at home, and they could not win it. <laughs> they had beaten Michigan the previous week. That was the game in the big house, the first time in nineteen years. Gary, and by the end Le- of that game, Russell. it had all been forgotten. I'll never forget where I was watching that game. I was at my buddy's farm up uh, outside of Warren, actually outside of uh, Angus, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, which is this the flattest part of the universe? And I, th- they lost in the way that they did. I stepped outside his front door, pulled out, walked the out to the edge of the farmstead, and stared out into <laughs> nothing. I mean, it was just flat. You could see forever, and thought about to myself. This is before. Twitter or any of that existed, so I just had to say it to myself, how this scene in front of me, this infinite nothing, represented Gophers football. I was this a, infinite I, flat nothing I will never of forget. miserableness I watched it. I had a very similar place to you, Clarence. I was at Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Oh, and, very similar. <laughs> yes. Very similar. Yeah. Well, they're so close on the continuum there because they're opposite ends. It almost wraps all the way around. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was one of the great days of college football gambling, I can tell you. That was also the day of the uh, USC at Notre Dame game where Reggie Bush pushed Matt Leinart into the end zone at the end. Um, I think Michigan beat Penn State in, on a last-second touchdown pass. There were like four or five just crazy ending games, and the place was just one eruption after another. And the whole time I'm just thinking, I can't even enjoy this because this damn Gophers team has left <laughs> mm-hmm. a black mark on my mm-hmm. soul. So just to be clear, this is not the worst Gopher losses ever. This is Wor- the biggest let- no. letdown. I, we already oh. know what the worst. I, we are, already know what the worst. Number two. Is, number two. 2014, Illinois oh. 28, Minnesota 24. That's okay. where I'm putting this one. They were 6-1. and one. <laughs> Illinois had lost 17 out of their last 18 Big Ten games. 17, that's, that's ridiculous. That's Northwestern in the 70s bad. And they didn't even have Juice Williams. No, they had nobody. Come on, Stu. I got nothing. Juice Williams? You're not going to take that bait? I'm not going to take that bait. Oh. Juice Newton? What's the? I like it, the juice. No. <laughs> I just, like it, the juice. Yeah, I was just waiting. <laughs> He's just setting these things up. He's like... Bump set. Stu, who ran in the half marathon on Saturday? Um, my wife... <laughs> we kind of ran wife. out of those ones. As did yeah. my wife. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, we got that out of the way. Yeah, and number one, yes. of course, is Michigan in 2003, and we're not God. talking about that game. No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I, that's where I'm putting this. All right, number so, two, second biggest gopher letdown of the past 15 years, and that is a long list. That was not just a five-item list. That was me picking the top five, or we could have gone on and on. I think I need to see how the rest of the season plays out before I commit to that being number two. They lost and Illinois I don't even Patrick. know why. I know, but that Wisconsin dropping the punt, 400 yards rushing. <laughs> I mean, that game. Oh, my yeah, God. In terms of a letdown, though. And, you know, you didn't even – oh, you're talking letdowns like I'm, ta- good, I'm not talking worst loss not, ever. You're not talking collapses. I'm not talking collapses. Okay. The biggest collapse ever would have been – the Northwestern game where they led by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and they lost in a Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. That was pretty or good. 
the time they Ooh. played Purdue and were up by a field goal, and Purdue had the ball on their own 19 with no timeouts, and, and like somehow they still eleven seconds to lose. left. Ooh. Travis Dorsch kicked the game tying field goal. That was also it. the game where they went to overtime and the Gophers scored a touchdown, <laughs> yes. and the ref called the receiver out of bounds because in the end zone it was yellow all the way up till a strip of green, yes, and then so the sideline. And that was so dumb. The receiver stepped on the strip of green, and the ref got it confused. And they, didn't have, and they didn't have replay. That's the kind of thing that happened. And let's not forget Ooh. that they also had the, the game against Penn State where they went into overtime, scored a touchdown first, missed the extra point, and then gave up a touchdown and lost. Ooh. Was that the game where they and went that, into overtime and they got – they, got, they had the game one, and then there was a right, BS pass down, interference yes, penalty. Fourth down garbage pass interference oh. call after they missed the extra point. And I th- was that the same game where at half uh, going into halftime, the Gophers blocked a field goal, and the guy was returning it for a touchdown, and he just dropped the ball at the five-yard yeah. line, and it rolled out of bounds. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> near him. Just dropped no the ball. No one near him. And it, it just fell out. out of his hand. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Cause that, no oh, the reason we're doing this is because that's what gopher football does. That's what we've been fighting against, and that's what everyone thought was different going after last week when they came back and won against Purdue. After I had spent the first half just despondent of this is happening again, and they came back and won, and everyone said, maybe it doesn't have to be like this. Maybe it's changed. It hasn't changed. This is the way it's always been. Clarence, the reason we're doing this is Based, uh, you know, it's basically what we were talking about on Twitter today. This is therapy. This is the only way that we can get past this and move forward. I'd rather, like everything else, bottle it up inside, <laughs> cram it way down deep, and then and you never die. talk about it ever again, and then die at fifty. <laughs> at fifty, <laughs> from a heart attack. heart attack. Yeah. Everybody says he seemed really healthy. He'd just been in for a checkup. Nope. So my point earlier that I was getting to was that I do think that we need to see all these next four games play out before we decide whether this Gopher team is different or not, whether that loss was as bad as the others or not. Um, If they can somehow – because the other Gopher teams, all the ones we were just talking about, they all you know, curled up and died. They go belly up against Iowa. That will be a pretty good indication that they are who we thought they were. Yeah. Or they are who we hoped they weren't. I was not necessarily good, but they're also five and two, aren't they? Yeah, they're not terrible. They were five and one. And they lost to uh, Maryland, and then they had the week off. So they've had two weeks to scout us, but we'll have two weeks to scout them because <laughs> then they'll have somebody this week, I assume. I assume they probably only have buys back to back. I doubt that. So I, I I think it's fair. They need to beat Iowa. Just to get back on track. Yeah. After that, losing to Ohio State, there's no shame in that. And losing to Wisconsin and Nebraska, there's probably no show, no shame in that either. I don't I don't think that Ohio State team is all that special, and I don't think Wisconsin is all that special. So maybe I'm maybe I'm drinking the maroon Kool Aid, but I, I like it. I I'm not saying that I think they'll win those games, but I'm not looking at them as automatic losses like we've done in the past. Nebraska, I think, is going to get them. They have they have too much offense and enough defense. I think Nebraska will handle them down there. They've got the revenge factor in mind too. Now, I just want to point out that you say all this, but Minnesota just lost to Illinois. They did. Ohio State may not be that good. Wisconsin may not be that. No, good. No, of course not. 
But those teams beat Illinois. Well, let's hope they're not throwing up on the sidelines for those games. That's <laughs> all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. I'm going to cling we'll to that. Blame the stomach flu. I'm going to cling to that like a life raft in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I like your optimism. I'm trying. I'm not sure. I think what I'm doing here is trying to convince myself, and you know, That's just fair. doing it publicly. Um, I could see him go. I could easily see him go zero and four. Very easily, just because, and you know, six and six. I've been on this planet for 45 years, and they have yet, yet to even share a Big Ten title in my life. Yet to even be within a game of one, I think. 67 was the last one they shared. I was born in 68. Okay. And I don't think they've been within a game of a share of the Big Ten title. It's not like several times the t- championship was 7-1 and one and they were 6-2. and two. I don't think they've been better than 5-3 and three since then. You might be right. Maybe once under Salem? You might be right. What was Mason's best finish? Five and three. Oh. Never got better. Never got within a game. God. And Timmy? Timmy. <laughs> I think he <laughs> may I? have finished five and three once. <laughs> um, four and four, probably. So how many of the cliches did you hear run out after the loss? Because I know I saw they always play to the level of their competition. That's a great one. Yeah, they're they're such a good team that they can't help but play down. They play when to there's level another their team on the field. It yes. just pollutes their footballness. Yes, and are there other cliches? I swear there was one other I was thinking of, but uh, Eric Hosmer was up and I lost my train of thought. So any given Sunday, no, that, given that was Sunday. probably not no, it. No Saturday, no. Clarence is totally bailed because he's just sick of talking about losers, right? I'm not talking about it. All right. Not talking about it. I will say the one thing that we have going for us. Well, I I can talk. I didn't see the game. I didn't see. Mm -hmm. I also didn't see the game, but it doesn't keep me from getting depressed. Well, so so I I went on vacation. I was in Nashville, and I said to myself, you know, I enjoy watching Gopher football on a Saturday. It's hard to beat. I, I do. I enjoy watching it, sitting down, watching it, and then going on with my day. I thought, you know, if I'm going to miss a game, they should win this. It's a winnable game. This is probably a good time just to miss. I think they'll probably pull it out. So I uh, I was in Nashville. I was drunk and uh, at whatever it was, 2 in the afternoon, down there in a bar, sitting in this little bar in downtown Nashville watching ESPN. And they were going through all the different games, and up came the Gophers game. So, okay, we'll see how they did. And I watched the highlights, and uh, or lowlights, whatever you want to call them. And I just thought to myself, I'm not going to let this bother me. I've been waiting for this damn vacation for nine months. I'm not going to let that stupid fucking football team bother me. So I didn't. Good. I didn't really thought about, thought about it much. I saw what happened, and I just put my head down, shook my head, and I said, I'm not going to let this ruin my, my day. I'm not going to. It's not worth it. So I went on with my day and was happy. Had a great day, but... Uh, I don't want to think about these miserable fucking golfers fucking in their history and being sad about it. It's not going to. I will throw not... I'll throw a little more optimism out at you and say that on the bright side you could say it took a really fluky play to beat them. I mean he Cobb, you know, getting the extra trying to get the extra yard and whatever and getting stripped of it and I don't think they were going to score off the defense. The defense pretty much had him in check after the last touchdown they gave up, which was early second half. So I don't. I did not see them getting anything else off that D. So you could look at it that way. 
But let me go macro again for a minute here. You're a big picture guy. I'm you trying see the big to, picture. I'm trying to 40, go 40,000 feet. That's where Donnelly yep. flies. <laughs> Hand on the high road. He's on the high road at 40,000 feet. Hand on the plow. Hand on the plow. Um, one of the things I think that this team has in its advantage is that it has a decent coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen them be a very good second-half team, for one thing. you know, Maybe it's because they've been a really bad first-half team, but they've been a very good second-half team. They have made adjustments, and they've, they've, they seem to be in good condition, too, because they seem to be holding up just fine in the fourth quarter for the most part. That if you want to have faith in this coaching staff, then you have to look at this and say, let's give them a chance to show what they can do in the last four games, and let's remember that these are pretty much all kills players. Finally, he doesn't have you know he maybe some of these seniors, some of the fifth year seniors might still be left from Timmy's reign, but you know most of these guys, if not ninety five percent of them, are they don't have the stink of Brewster on them. So and that's one of those things that never goes away. It does. It's like not. herpes. It never. You have breakouts, but it never completely goes away. Right. I mean, they ran off quite a few of them. And then the rest of them naturally used yep. up their eligibility. And you get the Brewster Valtrex, and you run off some of them. <laughs> but it never completely goes away. That's something I think you should tell your uh, prospective girlfriend on, like, the third date or the second date. You were coached by Tim Brewster. Ooh. Yeah. Are you willing to deal with that? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, um, so you got to think that if you have faith in this coaching staff, these are their players for the most part that we have coming up in the last four games, and we've got much better coaching than we've had in the last four in the last however many seasons you want to go back. So try to play the optimist card and let's see how they see how they respond. If they go into the tank and they go zero and four, I will be the first one with a pitchfork outside and a torch outside TCF Bank Stadium. Really? Nah, second one. Clarence will beat me to it. <laughs> well, uh, most of the Gopher Rubes will beat you to I it. I keep a pitchfork, like, kind of hidden behind a utility box. Mm-hmm. They'll put, I put some leaves over it it's so I can I can get there pretty quick. You have, a there, torch, you, know. you have a torch prepped, at least? You know, some, soak it in some kerosene? I keep a torch prepped behind the bar at BW3s across the nice. street. I got a pitchfork hidden under some leaves. Yeah, I can, right, I can be right. up there and... Engaged in 25 minutes. Fully engaged. Clarence was prepared for the zombie apocalypse long before it was fashionable. Hey, that's where I'm heading. If if, if I hear break of zombies, I'm heading straight for uh, the Swamp Town Farm. Absolutely. Oh, the compound? The compound. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with that. But yeah. There's a guy. Yeah. Take a number. There's a guy in a turban. There's a guy in a turban behind the wolf's bench. Blue shirt, white turban. Well, I, I think he's Memphis? a Sikh in Memphis. I didn't know the Memphis Sikh community was really big into basketball, but apparently they are. Why not? Well, for them. Oh, that's the only thing I can think it's of a is big it's tent. a big. They're big into horse racing, and they buy a lot of horses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the Memphis area has a lot of stables and stuff. I, Good luck. I don't. That makes, that makes actual sense. I think. Or, it kind of does. Well, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, I'm just throwing. Or I'm could this be a Sikh guy that loves basketball? Guys, could be. So the wolves, oh, yeah. co- the wolves lost, but they covered. That doesn't. That I like the horse idea better. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Nobody likes it. I like my idea better. Says Clarence. So Timberwolves are one and zero against the spread this year. <laughs> Timberwolves are one and zero. That's how. That is how we should judge the Timberwolves. This I year. think so. Exceeding expectations. Exceeding one and zero. That's one they win. Lose. Everybody match they that. Lost. 
that's pretty much how they have the standings in the in the paper in Las Vegas. They don't put actual wins and losses. <laughs> they just run the standings against the spread. <laughs> that actually would be awesome. <laughs> the Las Vegas Journal record just has Journal no, review. <laughs> no actual sports journalists on staff. It's just all betting analysts. That's basically what their sports talk radio is out there. Is it? It's all just it's all gambling talk. They they will occasionally well what when they have I mean, they run ESPN radio at least when I lived there it was ESPN radio until like one in the afternoon and then their local and when did you when did you live out yeah there? I want to hear the story about when you lived in Las Vegas oh five to oh nine the only did time. you live out there with John Hansen from Twin Cities Live he was uh, he was hosting the afternoon show for about the first maybe year and a half that I was out there and then he moved back here to do Twin Cities Live. So I never met him, but um, he was hosting. I played town ball with him. Okay. You can let me go back to glory days again and buy a little Bruce Springsteen bow, stuff, a little bow, speed bow, ball. Bow, 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 yeah. yeah. Johnny. I liked him. Anyways. I liked, uh, I liked his show. He, his well, part... he is a great guy. He's a wonderful person. Absolutely. That's what it sounded like. And then the show after him was co-hosted by a guy named Mitch Moss, who is from Wisconsin, and he had tons Mitch of – Mitch Moss. Mitch Moss. He had oh, this is great. You'll love this. Mitch Moss got into a feud with Marty Cordova out there. <laughs> Marty Cordova, who's from Vegas, yes, better, and I know. Yes, and so yeah, he he's had, a na- Vegas native. Yeah, yeah, so he had retired and was living Over there. Um, well, I, Mitch was, Mitch, you know, UFC was the other gigantic sport out there, and so sure. everyone was, everyone talks smack like they're all in the UFC, and so their radio guys all have that swagger about them. And Mitch was talking some kind of smack, and someone mentioned something about, um, I don't know how Cordova's name came up, but I, I think Mitch was living here or living close enough to the Twin Cities on the Wisconsin side of the border that he knew some of the allegations about. Marty and his pharmaceutical usage, and okay. he might have mentioned that on the air. And Cordova called in and basically challenged him to a fight in the parking lot <laughs> at the radio station. And, you just don't call into the Mitch Moss sports toilet and challenge Mitch Moss. Well, here's the funny thing too: he Cordova basically dropped the you know threw the threw the gauntlet down and said, "You guys have a terrible sports radio station. You don't even talk about sports half the time." And Mitch dropped the KFAN card on him and said, "Oh, you're from Minnesota. You played Minnesota. There's a station there, KFAN. It's one of the best stations around. They have a guy, the common man. He never talks about sports. <laughs> I'm living in Las Vegas, <laughs> listening to Las Vegas sports radio, and they're referencing the common man. And it just That's hilarious. Uh, my head just don't about let the ex- common no. man know about no, this. no sports, 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 sports. I my head just about exploded." But uh, the best part was hilarious. the Wisconsin native and Marty Cordova arguing about yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. The hell, I loved it. That had that story had everything. That story uh, had one of everything. Cordova, Vegas sports radio host. So yeah, the Mitch the Moss sports toilet. I like that. The Mitch Stor- Moss sports toilet. The Mitch Moss sports toilet. So yeah, the title sports tonight's episode. So I lived out there from '05 to '09. Moved out there for my my wife. Got a great job offer. We went out there to pursue that. And then four years later, we said, eh, eh, we had enough, and came on back. We lived in Henderson, which is a suburb of Las Vegas. It's Oh, sure. It's the suburb of Las Vegas. There's really only mm-hmm. one. Isn't and, there an Air Force base there? Yeah, Nellis is on the north side of, of the city. and mm-hmm. uh, But Henderson is actually like incorporated and has a zip code and everything. The rest of are all sort of like neighborhoods, like Summerlin is out west, and 
Southern Highlands is down the southwest corner. But Henderson is actually a city with a mayor and its own local government and everything. The only thing that differentiates Henderson from Woodbury is that you can play slap machines in the grocery stores. That's <laughs> really about it. <laughs> and Just in the produce section. No, oh, they there's have bananas, their- <laughs> there's pumpkins, there's slap machines. They have their own little room there because you got because you got to smoke when you're playing the slots and the, so they have a little enclosed smoking and slots slot machine area in uh, the grocery stores, gas stations too. You go inside the you know the whatever their their version of Holiday. It was what was it called? It had a really weird name. Pump and Munch? No, no, it wasn't like that. Pump and go. It was like a guy's name, but it was like Stinkies or Smokies or something really weird. And uh, someone will tweet. Fact check that one, Wade. Come on, Wade. Um, and, yeah, they, they had slot machines there. I mean, they're basically everywhere. Anywhere you can put them. I think we might have had a few in our church. I'm not sure. <laughs> what is the weirdest place you actually saw a slot machine in Vegas? Hmm. Well, I'm seriously, I mean, the grocery store kind of threw me off. Yep. A little bit. Uh, and probably the grocery store. Probably the grocery there store. There was a. There was a Minnesota bar there, not far from my house, called the Blue Ox. And oh, really? we went there a few times to watch Minnesota sporting events. But basically, I just got every I got every possible ticket slash extra inning, whatever pass you could get off of DirecTV. And I just kind of watched, followed all the Minnesota teams from there. Sure. And this was still in the early days of streaming radio, but I... I did listen to some Minnesota radio. They mostly had to stream it. There weren't many podcasts back then. You guys certainly didn't exist. <laughs> that, no. It's actually well, true that Brandon literally didn't exist at the time. As people. Yeah. That's how young Pucci, he is. Poochie wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Poochie. <laughs> the funny thing is Brandon is a year older than I am. No <laughs> way. Yeah, I'm, a, you're I'm, the baby I'm the youngest one on this podcast. Jeez. And yet the most miserable. <laughs> I wouldn't Somehow. go that far. Who's the most miserable, right, speak- Clarence or me? I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm not in your brains. <laughs> I think in general I'm a happy person, just sports. I am. I don't know. I'm not in your brains. That'd be a good Halloween theme. Brains. We could put like extra A's in brains. Uh, even our misery, though, you got to admit, even what we call miserable, if it's com- if it's comparable, it's nothing compared to people who live in Wisconsin. That's true. Just because they live there. Or if we're just going strictly sports, well, we don't compare right. to Buffalo. Mm. We don't compare to Cleveland. No, although at least the Browns have some hope. I'm not sure that we don't. I think that we do, and I, I'll make the case for it by adding in the Gophers. They don't have yeah, a that's true. major yes. college in their city that uh, provides them with the extra misery. They, they only have to rely on the four pro, pro sports teams to be miserable. We or have Buffalo's them. case, the two pro sports teams. Or Cleveland's well, case, or the three. They're, they're pro, let's say they only have to rely on their pro sports teams for misery. We have four pro sports teams that make us miserable and a big-time college that makes us miserable. Well, let's so, not go so easy on Buffalo. Have you seen Canisius basketball lately? It's embarrassing. So it's let's back up. Canisius is in Buffalo? Yeah. we got to remember that for when we get confused about a – Atlantic Hockey School and which that doesn't. I'll place. never remember that. No, Canisius in my head will probably always be in like Eastern West Massachusetts. Yeah, That's, right next to Quinnipiac. Right next yeah. to Quinnipiac. Where is Quinnipiac? Yeah, forever in my head. Well, we looked I it still up, don't know. but I we looked. We still I don't said know. a wrong name. 
was mm-hmm. was corrected, and I still don't remember. Uh, what I remember was Clarence saying, "Who are you, Rand Effing McNally?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> How about Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute? Atlas humor is the best humor. Oh, uh, Rensselaer, New York. Right. Is that what it is? Maybe. No, that's where the Rensselaer Polytechnical oh, Institute is, isn't it? RPI. Where were we? Like, Who's more miserable? Poly, like the founder of Polytechnic. Now, now we're on to the geography portion okay, of the podcast. Oh, Jesus. All right. Speaking what of misery, what else do we got in local sports? Montpelier. Anyway, 10 what? points to Clarence. What is the most miserable fan base? That's a great Us. question. Out of Minnesota I sports? I think you're right. Uh, no, no. I mean, out of what, what metropolitan slash state? Buffalo. Cleveland people have Ohio State. I'm not, I'm not going to give them. Yeah. The fucking misery deal because right. they have Ohio State, so fuck them. But do they Buffalo claim that? Buffalo people only have two professional sports, so I'm not going to give it to them either. Fuck them. They only got two to cause them misery. We have four miserable pro. The Wild, I'm not going to say don't provide me misery because they do, and so, so do the North Stars. 26 times this year at least. Uh, yeah, so that's... Oh. And then we have the three other pro sports teams that provide nothing but misery and a college... That makes me nothing but miserable. So we win. You can't say it makes you nothing but miserable. They won a couple of hockey teams. 2003. That is the only joy they provided me 12, 11 years ago. You know, I had talked to John earlier about covering the wild power play, and I, I found a stat. Oh That's no! Amazing. No, it's it's, it's amazing. All right. It's more. It's over. Oh, for twenty six. It's more amazing than. All right. It's more. Well, it's 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 in the context of over twenty six. So, um, John has locked out his wife more often this season than the Wild have scored on the power play. <laughs> it's amazing. Did you call Hans and get that from him? Yes. That's on hockey <laughs> reference. In the play index, you go into the data stats. Robert uh, index. You gotta go down. You gotta go down to the bottom of the drop down list. It's like wow. Hans, if you're listening, at Jay Martheller has locked his wife out of his house during a podcast. That's gonna be confusing because I'm gonna try to edit that out. But now I'd have to try to edit this out. So maybe I'll just leave the whole thing. Just leave it. And Hans, thanks for adding that to the site. That's a (laughs) service to your listeners. Actually, we should see if Hans will start adding little Easter eggs to the site just for us. Ooh, absolutely. (laughs) Goes to his goes to his monthly review of his boss. Oh, what'd you get done this month? Well, nothing I can show you. But if you enter the contra code on Zach Parisi's page, a video comes in. Or if you look in this drop down, it does say number of times Danny Heatley was outskated by an orange pylon. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a little infinity box next to it. Oh, is he is he getting out. minutes yet? Is he playing out there? I don't. I hope he because I hope he scores fifty out there. God <laughs> bless him. As long as he's not playing for us anymore, I don't give a fuck what he does. And I'm... Clarence just died in the middle of um, that sentence. Something happened to him. I don't know what's. I don't know where he's gone. This could be the same night. The same problem we had the night of the fantasy hockey draft, when he kept getting kicked off the internet because the internet in Cannon Falls hates him. Oh, Stu is frozen too. Well, we'll just have to. Hi, Stu. <laughs> it'll gone. it'll just have to be you and me talking hockey here. Oh, the two biggest puck guys in town. The two biggest puck guys. Actually, I wanted to ask you a different question a little bit mm-hmm. about. Um, What's it like, you more than anybody else, and maybe it's just the people I follow on Twitter, but you more than anyone else are covering 
almost everything. You said you cover Gopher basketball for 1500 ESPN, but I see you, you're covering Twins, you're covering Wild, you're covering everything. How do you manage to keep going with that? How do you manage to be an expert in 19 different sports? Well, that's the point. I'm not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I, I, I was being a little bit facetious earlier, but I kind of am the mas- jack-of-all-trades master of a couple. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I will stack my baseball skills and expertise up against anyone, and uh, I have, you know, college basketball is probably my number two sport right now, and beyond that, you know, I, I dabble enough that – I can follow it. There's one thing about being a professional writer that is just if you're good, you can write about just about anything. And you know, I can fake it. I mean, I covered the uh, I covered the Olympiacos uh, Man City game this mm. year. It's the first professional soccer game I believe I've ever seen, Ooh. and I covered it. I wrote about it for the AP. Uh, the first, uh, the first. Did re- I get a phone call from the AP? I did not get a you phone did call. Did not get a phone call from the AP. Uh, I covered the state <laughs> wrestling tournament for the AP for like five years, and that not only is is a grueling marathon because of just the format. And there's three classes, and there's an individual and a state tournament. I mean, it's the most writing you're ever going to have to do in their twelve hour days. And there's eight matches going on at one time. Precisely, and. I know nothing about wrestling. I mean, I know a little bit more now because my nephew is really good, so I've been following him a lot throughout his high school career, so I could probably fake it a little bit better now, but I mean, I honestly know nothing about wrestling. But you're there telling stories. You know, that's the biggest part about it. And not, not like Uh-oh. you know Gary Smith telling stories. I mean, just reporting, just telling what you see. Now, I, I will say that you, know, you, you have to know a little bit about the thing to be able to grasp what's significant. To be able to point out, well, this part's important, and I'm going to tell uh, tell you about that. So, you know, I just dabble enough to know what's important, and you know, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a sports nut. I've been a sports junkie since I was old enough to read Sid Hartman's column, which is age one. Because <laughs> it doesn't take much more than that. And Sid was slowing down at that point. He was 72 years old. He was 72. He only worked, you know, 12 hours that day or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. Yeah, my uh, I got a lot of irons in the fire, and I have a lot of interest in sports. And I just, you know, it's whatever season's in. It's always the way I've always been. Whatever, whatever's in season, that's what I like. You know, I like to joke about hashtag puck guy, but I probably do know a little bit more about hockey than I let on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hat ba- trick Donnelly. Thank you, Clarence. Uh, <laughs> basketball. Brown yeah. County brawler. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I never played the game. I've never. I can't skate. But I, you know, I, I, fought, I, I could, I could tell you the North Stars lineup uh, from 1982 or 81, probably off the top of my head. Go for it. All right, starting goaltender. Quick. Jills Malosh and Scoop Edwards or Donnie Beaupre, depending on what year we're talking, 80 or 81. All right, top defensive pairings: uh, Gary Sargent and Freddie Barrett and Gordy Roberts and whew, who else was there? Brad Maxwell. That's number two. five. Yeah, fiver. And then you had the Smith Payne and McCarthy or Smith Payne and McAdam line, and you had best backhand in NHL. Yes, Bobby Smith. And then you had the kid line of uh, Dino and Tommy McCarthy and Broughton. And then um, hey, with his dong hanging out. And then, exactly. Then you had the checking line with Ken Eric Anderson. Remember him, Kenta. <laughs> No, I don't. You don't Ken, I, Eric when I was five, I wasn't paying attention to the checking line. All I gave a shit about was, was the people that scored. But you were just scared about Dino's dong, huh? 
I, yeah, well, that was I was like that was a little bit later, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that kind of stuff fascinated me when I was a kid. I was a huge hockey fan. I remember watching Gophers and the Fighting Saints playing, not each other, but back in the mid-70s on Channel 2, PBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, KTCA carried the Gophers games and the Fighting Saints games. I remember listening to WCCO when Steve Cannon did the the Gopher game. Steve Cannon called the Gopher game. Hi, gang. Hi, gang. (laughs) He was the best because he didn't. Mollinger would check in. He didn't bother to learn the names of the other team. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the opponents had the puck, it would be 27, passes over to 5, 5 over to 14, 14 with a shot. Big save by Peter Angelo. Steve, yeah. I think this happens to us. Yeah. yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but my main, men- main memory of Steve Cannon, other than the fact that my dad listened to him every day, is that for years he called Rich Cannon Steve Cannon because of <laughs> Steve Cannon. That's awesome. The Just worst, accidentally. The worst was towards the end when he was starting to, you know, it was starting to slip. And he would his he would break into his different characters, but his voice wouldn't change. Yeah. Like, hey, Ma, what do you think about that game? Well, Cannon, I think it was gonna be a great game. What does Backlash think? Oh, I don't Steve-o, think it's gonna be awesome. The ninety percent of the people listening don't know what the hell we're talking about, and I don't care. That's true. It still makes me happy. But we're happy. But we're happy. Point of law, Charlie Boone. <laughs> I can love it. And the barking dogs to start it. Roof, 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 roof. He is our coach. Our dear old coach. <laughs> I love the Cannon Mass, even though it was really, really corny. <laughs> it was, but when you were my age at the time, it seemed awesome. Anyway. And Boone and Erickson in the morning. I mean, CCO oh, yeah. is where it was at. Now it's Chad Hartman and Mike Mech. and uh, Mike Mech. John Williams. <laughs> I really miss the days when you turn on CCO at about nine fifteen, and it'd be Tom Kelly and Dark Star, and Dark would be completely yes. hammered. Yes, Dark would. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd be talking about yeah, some jazz musician from nineteen forty three, and you have no idea what the fuck he's talking. And about. Bo- be talking horse racing, a boxing yep. match from nineteen fifty one. Ah, those were the days. Although I do like listening to CCO now when Stu's best friend Jason DeRussia is guest hosting. My guy D-Rush? Your guy D-Rush. Yeah, he's good people. Good he's, people. He's very good mm-hmm. people. Has he ever been to your house? He has not been to my house. No one comes to Stearns County. You know that. I've been waiting for an invite for 78 episodes, and I've yet to receive one. 
By the way, I was thinking 78 in 22 weeks. Are you guys going to do some kind of like 100th show? I think we might skip the 100th show. Just skip it and yeah. numbering? Or we'll do another one like the Christmas episode that ends uh, up Well, we sure as shit uh, can't do a best of. Yeah. That wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that one. You just have to replay the ones with Holly Manti. I would do it. Everybody loves the ones with Holly. No, she's the best. She is the best. Um, I think you should, yeah, I think you should do something special for 100. The problem is doing something special sounds like work. It does. And we're not it really does. good at work. Well, 22 no. weeks, so that's almost six months from now. So uh, so it's in April probably, roughly. Yeah, so there's might about be, a 3% the... chance we're still doing the podcast. Oh, come on. You guys, you guys are you're going to be doing this until Sid dies. <laughs> so ten years ago, we're doing this till ten years no, in the past. He's going to outlive us all. He's he's immortal. I I want to I want I want Clarence to tell us about Nashville because I haven't heard thing one about it yet, and I'm excited to hear about it. So let's have a little recap. Let's have some stories. Let's just have the whole Clarence Swamptown in Nashville experience. If you want to do it in a southern accent, that's fine by me. Yeah, after about day three, I started talking like Jerry Kill. I don't know. I don't know why, but I did. Uh, it's just the way it goes when you're down in the South. I love how the, how how they talk. Uh, and nobody likes sitting down and having the person pull out the slideshow of their vacation. So I'm not gonna. No, that's you know, exactly. Go what like. minute by minute. We want the but, audio uh, slideshow. Fuck, I don't know, John. It it was the best vacation I've ever been on. Really? It truly was. It was. It was amazing. I loved so much of it. Uh, so all I know for sure that you went there for was the Sturgill Simpson show, or as we called and Jason the Stu Isbell. Simpson show. The Stu Simpson show. Stu, which yeah. best concert I've ever been to. I mean, I, I don't. You know, you, you want to kind of convince yourself that it was because you spent you know money and time going down there. So you kind of want to. You don't want to delude your. You almost kind of want to delude yourself into thinking. It was the best, but it truly was. I, I hope I'm detached enough to to look at it reasonably and say that it was the best concert. It was amazing. He did amazing. Uh, but, but again, I don't want to go slideshow on this. The uh, the rest of us are begging for a slideshow yeah. right now. We want to hear well, about this. He's better than Isbell. There's nothing. He, I think he did better, and I love uh, Jason Isbell. I really yeah. do. I the the place went apeshit when Sturgill was done. Totally. The place went apeshit. It was, it was the people jumped up. You know, at the end of a show, everybody will stand kind of out of obligation and clap. Mm-hmm. When he was done, the place jumped up and screamed. It was like something you see out of like you know an Ed Sullivan type <laughs> deal. Fuck, just like and people just scream. I had a goddamn blast. I can't wait um, to see him at the fine line. And I don't know. I mean, I've never been to the fine line. I don't know. The Ryman is. You know, I, wow! Yeah, your your, your atmosphere is going to be a lot better. I just meant I can't. Was, I just meant I can't wait to see him. Too bad it has to be in that putsy little. And I'm not club, trying to downplay. Line. I just I don't it's know enough about the, the fine line to know how it'll be different. You know, if it's more intimate or fuck, I don't know. But uh, we were in the third row. They basically we were in the second church pew. And then they had some chairs set up in front of us. Oh, so everybody was behind me. You know, I don't really know what the crowd was like too much, just because. There was only two rows of them in front of me, and I wasn't looking behind us. You know, I didn't really care. But uh, the concert was great. Uh, fr- we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Went home Monday. Um, I don't. Friday night, I, we sat at this musicians in the round type deal. You know, where the songwriters just write their just sang their own songs. Yep. 
some of them were just so miserable. Oh my god, so freaking bad I believe that it. my wife and I just laughed. And uh, this, what's that? Oh, <laughs> oh my daughter. No. <laughs> she does it too. It's one of the uh, one of the songwriters was staring at me like the whole damn show. Just said, I'm like, well, great. So I'm gonna get you know be be raped here after the show in the alley or whatever. That's great. Uh, so he comes up to me after. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. He thought I was the producer for The Voice. So he said he thought I looked exactly. He said I, I know that guy. And I'm like, no, it's not me, man. And uh, he gave me his CD and, and his card. And I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, he was he was a Christian singer. He was completely sober. He was dead serious. And uh, no, it ain't, ain't me. You should have um, said no. I'm Adam Levine. Don't get it right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I think I got a better chance of looking like uh, Gwen Stefani than than Adam <laughs> Levine. But uh, yeah, I don't, Saturday night, I guess the biggest was in a crowded bar and uh, packed packed bar downtown Nashville. Look over and standing next to me is a girl I graduated high school with, God. which is kind of odd. But yeah, just really kind of caught me by surprise. But uh, that was kind of cool. And then I suppose Sunday the. Uh, after the show, we went uh, back downtown. Or the Ryman is in downtown Nashville, and uh, Sunday night is not a very busy time in downtown Nashville. We went to a little bar called, or just a dive, just a shittle, AstroTurf Carpeting, uh, taped together with duct tape, fallen apart bar called the Paradise Park Trailer Inn or something like that, right downtown Nashville. Sounds Complete like Paradise Trailer Park Inn. Sounds like paradise. Oh, just dive. And there was a band playing, and they were drunk, and there was about maybe eight to ten other people with my and my wife and I. My wife. Oh. And uh, the one guy's wearing a, a Timberwolves hat. The bass player is wearing an old-school Minnesota Timberwolves hat. By the time we got there, we had drank all day Sunday. Then you can have beers in the Ryman, and we were all you know, pumped up after the show, and we sat, and they had two for ones for four twenty-five. He got two beers, which in Nashville is an amazing deal. So we just pounded beers, and uh, sat down. And I happened to sit next to this couple from Florida, about the same age as us, and they're all piled up too. And there's only a couple other people, disinterested people, sitting at the bar, not watching the band at all. And then five members of the band, and we're just hollering out, heckling the band, and they're loving it. You know, like I'm yelling at the band, the bass player, fucking, hey, Rubio, play some fucking Millsap. You know, that was, and stuff like that. And the the, uh, guitarist was playing, was from Texas, and I was calling him Barry Switzer. Switzer, (laughs) play some fucking Chris Ledoux. You know, they're just laughing and laughing at us because we're so hammered. And uh, we closed that down about 3 a.m. That was 3 a.m. They kicked us out. And this couple we were with was walking out, and some drunk guys at the bar saw that they were Florida Gators fans. So this couple we were with is Florida Gators fans. They had, like, a shirt on or something like that. And uh, they got in, like, a screaming match about Florida and Florida State football. The guys at the bar were Florida State football fans, and they were serious. Like, I, it caught me completely off guard. It, it told me that we will never care as much about college football in Minnesota 
as they will in the South. We never will. Because we were having a blast, and all of a sudden, these four people got in a fight within seven seconds about Florida versus Florida State. And the Florida State guys have the upper hand right now, obviously. But what, for what, three years? They've been good? I don't know. Four, yeah, how long has like Tebow that. been gone? I mean, yeah, it, it was just embarrassing. And then, uh, so we're kind of standing above it, looking at it, and the the Florida people left, and the Florida State guy looks up at me and he goes, where are you from? I said, Minnesota. And that's when he, thank you for Tim Brewster. And he thanked me for Tim Bruce. <laughs> fuck. I said, fuck you. <laughs> and he said, hell of a recruiter. Hell of a recruiter. I said, I don't give a shit. He fucking ruined our program. He destroyed it. He took a hell terrible a program and made it, it worse. worse somehow. <laughs> somehow. Hell of a recruiter. That's all he kept saying. I mean, he was Jeez. drunk, too. And I was drunk. And that was... It just... Devo- it just a fun night. And it still was fun. But all of a sudden, in... 18 seconds total, it went into a complete screaming match, and the band staring at us down from their stage. And uh, well, the fact yeah, that that people. guy knows who Florida State's assistant tight ends coach is is pretty impressive too. I mean, that's quite a. Oh pull. no, they were naming. He was yelling off all kinds of people to this Florida. God. these Florida people, I, uh, these recruits that they had gotten. I, is a, I assume he's hollering out names about. I'm guessing Florida football players that high school football players that Florida State maybe got. Jeez. Well, what about so-and-so and so-and-so? Because the Florida people were like, well, you just wait. We're, co- you know, we're coming up or something like that. And he's like, oh, okay. What about so-and-so? I don't care. Guys, I truly don't give a shit about anything you're saying right now. They were trying to drag me into it. I didn't, they I were trying to drag care. you into an argument about Florida and Florida State football? Absolutely. Yes, and that's where they said, well, where are you from? And then they said, well, thank you for Tim Brewster, which is great. That's real. That was fun. I think once you say that, you've lost that and all future arguments. Yeah, I would so think the, so. The bass player was from St. Cloud. Apparently his name's Harry Lang. Shout out to Harry Lang. <laughs> of course, uh, CD12 Josh knows him. Josh, <laughs> yeah. Guy in tw- yeah, Josh yeah. the guy, guy on Twitter, he... I posted a picture, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's fucking him. He's played a gig on our farm before. Is he related yeah. to Johnny? Uh, he's not related to Johnny. All right. He's related they're to some radio. Local uh, radio dude up here. DJ, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I don't know. That's that's the recap. We sat in, in, in little bars and watched people play music all day long, and it was it was fun. What's the beer of choice down there? Youngling is apparently a big beer really? down there. Yeah, I, which I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, it's on tap. Pennsylvania phenomenon. Yeah, it's on tap pretty much everywhere down there. I, which I'm not saying it's the biggest beer they drink. I'm just saying it's ubiquity. Caught me by surprise. We um, had that in Atlanta when I was there a couple weeks ago too. It's just, maybe it's a beer of the south. I, I guess I, it's, it's from southeast. Baltimore, I don't, right? Yeah, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, uh, Bud Light, I'd say more than anything, people drink more Bud Light than it's probably the beer I saw the most. What did you drink? I drank just about everything. We went to a little brewery down there, the Jackalope Brewery, which was just fun. Little tiny, I guess, it's not quite as big as Fulton. I don't really know how to, maybe like Northbound. That's probably what Northbound size. It's real small. But it didn't have food. It was just a room. Who needs food? And people... 
people play music everywhere. Everywhere. It's just people, it's every little city. nook and cranny. Every nook and cranny, there's somebody playing country music. and It's fun. Did every, did every uh, hotel have a sign that said, Glenn Mason slept here? <laughs> <laughs> On this site. What? Music no. City. How many music, football yeah, team lost a football game. <laughs> that's a Music City Bowl joke, guys. I got it. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, we saw the stadium. I don't know. We were right next to the Vanderbilt Stadium too. Walked through that campus. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful campus. It was a fun trip, guys. I don't know. I don't know what more to say. There is other stuff, but uh, I don't know. That Sunday night was just something. We walked outside and the town was empty. We closed her down. The street sweepers were going up and down the street. I thought it had rained, wow. and my uh, wife's like, "No, they could." I get street street four, sweepers. It's oh, thirty okay. in the morning. Your wife was yeah. thinking very clearly for having been drinking all day until 3 a.m. Uh, well, she wasn't locked out of her house at any time during the day, so she was... <laughs> and it... Uh, oh, shit. Snap. And there was a street sweeper like 80 <laughs> feet from my head that I didn't notice because that was piled up. I think that might have tipped her off to <laughs> the big white thing going... <laughs> that I was like, oh, there's fucking rain? And it was like behind me. And I didn't even see it. That, that might have been a clue. Two. <laughs> I don't know. Poor John. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, John. Well, it sounds like an excellent trip. Yeah, we're all jealous. It was. Man. It was really something I saw Brian Setzer at the airport. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Does he still He's have like, the hair guy. thing? He Maybe is. A big hair? Yeah. Five three, five eight with the afro. He is just a little peanut. He's just a little tiny guy. Yep. Put him in your pocket. Put him in your pocket. Yep. Just <laughs> give him a hug. Put him in your pocket. And dance away. Yep. Uh, uh, I do want to talk about the wild a little bit because we got Mr. Puck, Stu Newman. We got right here. Hattrick Donnelly. Cheers. And we got Clarence. What the heck is with the wild power play? We need to work this out once and for all, and then make some calls. I... There's nothing to work out, John. In the hockey preview episode, we broke this down. This is before the season started. Mm-hmm. We broke this down and said what we thought needed to be done, and it still needs to be done. They still haven't done what we said needs to be done. You know, they split up. They made a big deal the other day. They they, they took Vanek off of Miko Koivu's line. How long till maybe we just have Miko Koivu sit a couple games out and think about things? Well, the funny thing is um, Vanek only played like... 12, maybe 13 minutes last yeah. night. They'll scratch, didn't play Vanek. That much. They'll scratch Vanek before they scratch Miko. Absolutely. Miko's got, Miko is the Terry Ryan of the Minnesota Wild. You can do no wrong. He, he will, and I, look, Miko Koivu has good parts of his game. It, I'm not, it, it is easy to rip on Miko Koivu. Now, they ask him to, they ask him to do a lot of defensively, and that's fine. He's good at that. They ask him to win big face-offs in the defensive zone. He's good at that. But then they ask him to run the power play. I mean, that's... He's not good it at doesn't, that. <laughs> no, he's not. It's... I, I, I don't know. Um, Remember briefly, <laughs> this, this happened about uh, during last year. For about 10 straight games, the only power play thing they ever did was that shot that Koivu would try to tip in from about 25 feet from the net that worked once, and they tried it over and over and over again for a 10-game period. And Koivu never even... Most times he wouldn't hit the net, or he'd snap his stick, or he'd fall over. But they tried it every single time he was out there. It was like, 
Guys, this is not working. You're not going to get another well, redirection from the top of the slot off of Slapshot. So and we people can about see it. it coming when Clayton Stoner's body is facing the penalty box and he's taking the shot. We talked about it in the preview episode. The way they run their power play, what they prefer is to have the puck go through Miko on the half wall and then either distribute it down the Parisi, down low, or funnel it to Suter, who then is on his wrong hand, and then he has to go to his backhand, then to his forehand, then over to Pominville for the shot. It's not ideal. It's never been ideal, and yet they still do it because Koivu and Suter are the veterans who Yo likes to learn, and he doesn't want to hurt their feelings and take them off it. Suter is good at breaking out, but he's he's not he doesn't have a great shot. He's ill suited to that role at the top of the key of the power play. And Koivu, for the good things he does defensively, doesn't have a fantastic shot from the half wall. He's not extremely gifted at vision and saucer passes across the ice. That's Granlin's game. And so Maybe rather than trying to just keep hammering this square peg into a round hole, like we said before the season, and now has came to fruition, maybe they should try switching it up. Just a little bit. It's not like there's not other centers on the roster. You know, Eric Halla can pass the puck a little bit. Okay, now he's so got for... head ouchies, but Granlin's yeah. Yeah. game is not being physical, but his game is, if he has open space like the power play provides, naturally, is vision... And passing, his game is ideally suited to that role in the half wall. Give it to him. There's no, no they are. Last night they finally did, and he didn't score, but that's one game. But get, fucking give it to him. There's no reason <coughs> not to just look at Granlin and say, all right, Granlin is the keystone. Who fits best around him? Who should we put on this power play with Granlin to score goals? I think Preezy is good down on the yep. goal line. Preezy's Funnel good it down, down to him, try to slant, hammer it home. Nino's good at that, too. Uh, Vanek is okay at. I mean, that's where Vanek played. Tight spaces, right. shooting the puck. Um, Suter at the top of the point, he, that's not his game. Why do you keep trying to hammer him in there? Do you want Scandella there? I think you do want Scandella there. Or you change the system where you're not your your game is not predicated on booming shots. Now, Dumba has the biggest yeah. sh- shot from the blue line. Um, but is he experienced enough to make the right That's, decisions up there. I get not wanting to just turn the keys over completely to him. He's 20. I, I get it. Or 19, whatever he is. Um, but it doesn't mean you. there's only one power play system to run. There's billions of them. Try a different one. You don't have to run this one. Let's have, have no defensemen. Let's have all defensemen. <laughs> Let's try something. You're over 26. Change Put it up the, a little bit. Whoever the backup goalie is, get him out there on the power play. <laughs> get your <laughs> money's Baxter. worth out of that guy. Just I want Nick down back, Yeah, Nick Backstrom, full pads out in front of the Well, net. I'm sorry, Pete Manning. We've always run the read option here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking, you're just going to have to do it. <laughs> That's basically what – you don't have to fucking just keep doing the same damn thing you've always done. Do you guys, do you guys remember Maybe Glenn Mason's one. first year as gopher football coach? When Corey Sauter was still the quarterback, <laughs> and Mason made him run the option anyway, <laughs> just looked like <laughs> looked like the beginnings of an avalanche every do time. Do this in Hutchinson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Corey would take one step back and fake the fullback give, and he'd take two steps down the line, and the whole defense would just be standing there waiting for him to get there. <laughs> All right, Corey, we get it. You're here now. 
You might want to pitch it because nobody is going to try to tackle you. At least Tim Shade had graduated by then. <laughs> so we didn't have to see him have to do that. Oh. And his receding hairline. Those were truly the days. God, they were great. And somehow we've circled back to go for football. Somehow we've gotten oh, back to Tim Shade. That's because you that? brought up Corey Souter. When you, Clarence was John, try- Clarence was trying John. to tell us all about the wild power play woes. Sorry, I'm when he done. said Peyton Manning complained re- about it for half an hour before the season started, and what happened? Exactly what you said. Over twenty. Exactly. Fuck. I just. Uh, I was ah, gonna. I was gonna ah. name. I was gonna name check you in the post game press conference in the one game I've covered so far this year, and ask you. Have you listened to the Sportive Podcast, and what do you think of Clarence Swamptown's power play philosophy? And instead I just went, remember that time that Ryan Suter had a hat trick? That was awesome. <laughs> and, oh, well, God bless you for thinking of it. Thought about it. Didn't have the balls. I was not ballsy enough. You would have to have some pretty big clankers to yeah. ask that in a post-game press conference. Yeah, because I'd have to be I'd be forfeiting my press pass after that yeah. one. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. The, the fact that Russo hasn't blocked me yet is oh. one of the minor miracles of 20th <laughs> first century. Well, how often do you call him Katie Lang still? <laughs> They look nothing alike. They look nothing alike. He doesn't say it in a complimentary way. Are you saying Russo has a constant craving yeah. for, for more hockey? <laughs> for hockey knowledge. Yeah. I don't think he appreciated that one very much. I don't think he did. He, he was, uh, you look like Katie Lang pooping. Yeah, that was. Katie Lang pooping? Yes. I don't think, he, I don't think that one does a good. But, it's uh, fair. I think you it a, Have you pinned that tweet to your profile yet? <laughs> no, you better I, find that one and pin it. That's he is a wonderful beat writer, and I, I truly, I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. Uh, I, but I do like poking fun at him. Yeah, because I'm anonymous on the internet, so it's easy. <laughs> That's true. You're anonymous here, too, Clarence. someday I'm you're gonna have to tell us your real podcast. name. That won't, that, that won't happen. <laughs> when you got a warrant. <laughs> Yeah, no. When yeah, when the when the uh, deposition finally reaches our sportive mailbox, then <laughs> what the heck was they going to talk about? There yeah. was something else I wanted to mention with the wild, but it's just gone. It's gone. Oh, I don't know. Kemper. Oh, that you were going to talk. I'm sure you were going to talk about their breakdown the other night. Yeah, uh, which I didn't see. I was on the plane. Uh, I didn't actually see it either, so I wasn't going to talk. I about did. It. it was ugly. No. That was Sunday night that they broke down, wasn't it? No, it was, no, it was Monday. Monday they broke down. Tuesday they had the comeback. Right. Oh, was it? Okay. Today's yeah, Wednesday. I was on the plane during the breakdown. Yeah. I th- what I wanted to mention was this. So I got overexcited. I, n- I know that we all talk about small sample size, and it's too early to start looking at the numbers. But I couldn't help myself when I looked this morning, and the Wild have the best possession stats of any team in the league, which I was briefly excited about until mm-hmm. our guy Hans Van Sluten mentioned showed the numbers from last year that showed they were actually better at this point last year <laughs> than they are this year. And eventually they became one of the worst teams in hockey, so it might be a little too soon to talk about it. I was briefly excited, thanks to Hans. Well, no, I, I was excited. I, I stand by it. I said it this mor- or what, two, two mornings ago. They are the best, currently, I'm not saying they will be all season, but currently they have, they have been the best 5-on-5 five five team in the league. And I don't know if the stats... All the stats bear that out. I don't. 
Hans didn't really give me a straight answer. And I'm not going to look it up because I don't know what I'm looking at anyways. But just from what I've seen, they are the best five-on-five team in the league. Nobody's better. It's it's the other aspects of the the goaltending and the power play that have brought them down so far. Well, the goaltending was brilliant until the third period against New York, wasn't it? Was it not? Apart from that, it's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, as much as anything, the defense has been brilliant. Yeah, I don't think you look at the goaltender and say, "Wow, Kemper really stole three games for him." No, he's been solid when he. I mean, when he's not, he hasn't been bad, which is important. Solid. And Backstrom hasn't been bad. Yeah. They still got Josh Harding in reserve. Yeah, they got a lot of goaltending options. They do. None of them are. You know, uh, top I don't of say the, a none lot. of them are top yeah, shelf options. Really, but they've got a guy. Uh, yeah, still. What? How far away is Harding? Uh, I'd say he's weeks, if not months, away from returning. They've got Backstrom, who will probably break a hip. Yeah. Before the deer opener, it's and coming. they've got nobody in Iowa. Their their Iowa goaltenders are not playing well. Who um, do they have down there? They have like Anton Hudobin, John He's Curry's been, probably uh, still down. John Curry, oh, shit, the no. ageless wonder, John Curry. Fuck, I don't even remember their names. They got some guy that's like twenty three that has like an eighty five percent save percentage or eighty seven. He's not doing. They're one in five down there. Yeah, Iowa's big world series happening. Big world series. Oh, Send oh my him. God! Send him, you pussy! No, they're not sending him, are they? Oh, you oh chicken shits! You got God. two down. Oh, you oh, chicken is it shits! There? For oh, the power, the Paul Rudd's adorable. For Look those, adorable Paul for those who don't know what we're talking about, the oh, I would have sent him. Giant center fielder just misplayed an Alex Gordon line drive into a triple, and oh, now you got to send. That's two down. You got to die for he that. He just Gregor. misplayed and left. And then the second, then the second. Oh, he'd have been gone. What am I talking about? Shut up, Clarence. He would have probably been dead. But we'd be calling you. Vabra. Oh, he'd have been gunned. That he'd would have been, been gunned. Then that's possible. If Alex Gordon had gotten thrown out on a plate on a triple with two outs in the ninth inning of the World Series, it would have been the most fitting possible end to the Kansas City Royals Ned Yost yes. season. Gordon I was setting a pole inside the park right home now. run, and I I'm crazy. I got all work. I get all worked up, guys. The most fitting end at this point would be Ned Yost trying to have Alex Gordon steal home at this point. Suicide squeeze. Oh, you can't. It's not bases loaded. Never no, mind. that no. A two out bunt, oh. a two out sacrifice bunt would be the best Ned Dios play ever. Oh, the guy who, oh this uh, is it. This is the this is the Indians. This is the uh, call a Jake shot. Taylor, call your shot, Sal. Yeah, call your shot to the outfield, and then lay one down. Yep. We're just. I think we're just gonna watch the World Series on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just gonna watch. I don't. Uh, Everybody yeah, at yeah. home, you know, go back you to DVRs and queue up. Queue up. Uh, I thought ninth this thing inning. was over. Bottom yeah. of the ninth, two outs, Salvador Perez at bat. We will express written consent. Be damned. We'll take you right through it. I that could it be the title old. too. That could be. I don't know how Brandon does it. He always takes notes during this thing. We actually didn't mention that Brandon's not here. Obviously, you've noticed by this point that he's not here. He's moving. He's down in Texas right now, moving his, getting his house oh, together, he's and selling his house. Sal Perez, you guys are Bear about mind. two seconds ahead of us. I think. I heard oh. you. I heard you guys react Just to that about. before he swung. Mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner. If it's he can really pull this off, eight off of him in one inning. He's going to replace I Jack think... Morris as the best yeah. pitching performance in a World Series oh, ever. Five scoreless innings after two shutouts. After no. Tim Hudson had gone one and two thirds to start the game. Yeah. Oh, he wanted to. 
<laughs> you wanted to swing at that. That was Salvador <laughs> Perez trying yeah. desperately and just barely succeeding. God, not his, swinging at a pitch he, over his, the bill of his helmet. Sixty-six just got to be puckered right now. I can't imagine the tension. Oh, how oh, stressful this would be. Patrick, worst. can you imagine covering this game and having to file like right now? <laughs> sure. What would you? Write? Well, I'd have my story written already. It's just you know if he rewrite if he turns. Oh, it, it's Sal! Oh, oh Sal! If he turns Called it around it and then you just have to rewrite it. That's all. <laughs> Definitely have a story so written already. You wouldn't have two written. No. No, because you, you don't know how the second. You're not like a you're not like a speech trader on election day. No, got the win, got no. the got the victory speech and the concession speech. Well, because in the concession speech here or in the Royals win version, you have to know how it ends. Does it end on a Sal Perez home run? Oh. You here guys we go. Tell here me go. in two seconds. Oh, Sal! Get out, out of bounds! Oh, that's going to be caught. No, oh, it is in play. Get out of bounds! It's in play. Says Stu. Panda, yeah, want it. the panda's oh, got it. Wow. Baumgartner has just done uh, something. Yes, I'll let them know that my wife called it. For the ages. Can called you the... imagine, right wow. now, in this moment, can you imagine being a Kansas City Royals fan? Your team has been ridiculously awful for 27 years and has now come within one run. <laughs> Patrick, who is a Giants fan in the same way that Brandon is a Sixers fan, which is to say kind of but not really, Patrick's excited. There are so many miserable Royals fans on TV right now. Oh, imagine Twitter. Imagine Twitter. Hunter, Pence's, Hunter Pence's pants are pulled up above his knees. He, yeah, did you guys see that? Hunter Pence was wearing, like, bicycle shorts today. He literally has baseball shorts on. He had them pulled up over his knees. He oh. is so weird. Oh, George Brett just pooped uh, George his Brett's just... Doing things in his pants we don't want to know about right now. <laughs> Shooting tobacco spit in miles his pants. And that, miles and you know, I don't know miles. how, but he is. Oh, well, uh, all right. I don't actually have anything man. more to say about the World Series. Three times in five I don't years. have anything more to say at all. You forget about the Giants. You sleep on the Giants. You know what we haven't talked about? There's this team that plays in oh, Minneapolis no. called the Vikings. <laughs> that You know, they they win a game. <laughs> On an amazing play on defense, and that's eh, no, not. But it was against Tampa Bay, so uh, well, such that's a where bad they It was like when you're in the seventh grade, and the other team comes to town, and they didn't have any pitchers left on their seventh grade baseball team, <laughs> so they send like the wild but hard throwing kid from the JV that they just want to get a start, and you go out there and he's throwing 82 and. You're out there, and you got the bat. You can hardly lift the bat, and you're trying to get a hit off this kid. Is this a universal experience you're describing? This happened a lot in Normville. Oh, okay. I don't know if this. I don't know if this happens <laughs> in the city's area. I do remember one specific time in about the seventh grade when this happened, and whoever the pitcher was, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but if he did, he was the smartest person on the planet. Just throwing as hard as he can, he actually beamed the first two guys, hit him in the helmet, and you might not be surprised to learn that nobody else in the team got even close to touching one of his pitches after that. There was a little bit of trepidation among the team going into the batter's box after seeing the first two guys get beamed with 80-mile-an-hour fastballs. So the Vikings had trepidation going into Tampa? Is that what you're saying? I don't think anybody had trepidation no, going into Tampa. I don't think so. I'm saying Tampa is the Ortonville 7th grade baseball team. Oh! Because they, oh, okay. they are a bad, bad football team. Yeah. They're not good at The Vikings are a bad football, football team. That's they kind of are. They have... They have spots. They have Anthony. They have Barr. Mm-hmm. They have 
Griffin. Sharif Floyd's playing okay. They got Harry Smith. Everson Griffin. Stu's house is at they a cocktail reception now. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, overall, they're a bad football team, aren't they? The Vikings or the Buccaneers? The Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings. There really isn't anything on the offense right now that's clicking that you would, you know, hope for Teddy, but do you have hope for anything else? Game in that time offense? drive. They had a game yeah, time yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. So saying hope for Teddy, but yeah. beyond that, that offensive line doesn't give any hope for the future. The oh, no. McKinnon, maybe. You know, he's, he's showing some signs. No. I kind of like him. Well, I kind of like too him too, small. but he's not that great. Patterson had, you know, I think everyone got all excited when he had that touchdown run against St. Louis to start the year, and we forgot that, oh, it was a run because it's easy to find him when he's standing in the backfield. It's not easy to find him downfield when you don't know where he's going to be because he can't run a route. Yep, true. I don't want to – I'm just – I've had enough sadness for one night. We talked gopher football. All That's right. all the sadness I can manage on a football front. Stu, are you hosting a, uh, a pre-Class A boys <laughs> soccer championship? interviews for the World Series. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do have to cover the Class A boys soccer Andrews. championship. It's De La Salle. It's the De La Salle Donnellys yes. versus the St. Cloud Apollo Newman. Stu's, yeah. Yes. These two teams don't like each other, John. When throw, they get together, you can throw the records throw out. Throw the records out. You really can. It's just, it's... Yeah. This rivalry, it, it's it's one that rings through the ages. Well, much I, like Ortonville, much like Ortonville and literacy, it's, I, not, <laughs> it's quite a rivalry. <laughs> and Ortonville and keeping doors unlocked. Exactly. That was for you, Stu. Oh, that was funny. Oh, that's just that's just good humor. Uh, I was gonna say I I know much more about De La Salle girls soccer uh, for the boys team. <laughs> The boys team, what I know is they're the number one seed in Class A, but they also lost two guys to injury, you know, two of their captains to injury and their keeper, I guess. So I think they have a freshman playing keeper and just about anything could happen. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised with either result tomorrow. And good luck yes, to your good luck to your daughter's friends if she knows any yes. of them. She does, yeah, she knows a fair amount of them. She's going to the game tomorrow. She hasn't had school hardly all week, so... Well, tell her to look for my daughter. Though. She'll be there too. And oh, awesome! I will see. I'll, if they get in a fight, I'll make sure they take a selfie of like them. Yeah. You know, make sure they blows upon each other. Make sure they find each other, like uh, you know, in the Outsiders when Swayze found the other guy he played yeah. football with. In <laughs> <laughs> the Rumble. The greasers and the socias, Yes. Yeah. When Daryl uh, Daryl found whatever the other guy was who was still wearing his letter jacket, even though he was probably twenty-seven. Let's just say Dally. <laughs> They were all named Dally, weren't they? <laughs> all the I, old ones were named Dally. Everyone else was named, like, Pony Boy. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was named Pony Boy. Also a good yes. podcast title. Uh, we yes. have so many of them. All right. We should, if, if we're down to Class A boys soccer, we should probably think about wrapping it up. Wait, we haven't the, covered yeah. the state cross-country meet yet. <laughs> all right, yeah. You got anything else you want to mention? Anything you want us to plug? Anything you want people to go buy? Or? Uh, come find me on 1500ESPN.com in about three weeks when the go for basketball season starts. Otherwise, We uh, probably should have talked about that because you know go for basketball better than anybody. No, no, I don't. You've had Amelia Reno on, and she knows more than I. Seriously, this I is don't like, think she'll ever come back. Yeah, that's possible. She hasn't exactly that's... been tweeting us to say, "Hey, when can I be on the podcast again?" Well, season, I'll I'll put in a good word for you when I start seeing her frequently again. 
as the uh, season starts up. But, uh, yeah, come fo- find me there and follow me at Donnelly612 on the Twitter machine. And uh, thanks for having me on again. Thanks for being with us, Patrick. We Any, appreciate it. Anytime, thanks. guys. We like Thank it. you. We like it when you're here, Patrick. All right. Thanks for listening. Sorry about locking everybody out of the house. pretend that I don't love you. You could never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning with your troubles. Taking it downtown every night. I could never place the stars at night above. Got my hands on the ground and you know I'm right. You ain't so It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.